0: I am so excited to talk about so many things today, especially we're doing Pam and Tommy. Where did you hear about it? It's on Hulu, by the way. Where did I hear about it? Yeah. In all honesty, I heard
1: about it because I interviewed with one of the producers a while ago for a job that I didn't end up getting or being necessarily interested in. And then I saw this and I was like, should I have been more interested in this job? I'm not
0: sure. (laughs) Okay, well, we're going (laughs) to... We're going to talk about that later, but in the meantime, we did want to touch on the Academy Awards, which everybody who's listened to this podcast for nine years now, by the way, we've been on the air nine years. Well, you've been on the air nine years. <laughs> well, yeah, you haven't, but um, but our O'Toole, which we will always uh, refer to fondly, who um, yes. is no longer with us, but she really made this podcast what it is. And thank God I found you to sort of step in to where she sat, because you have the great industry knowledge that I certainly don't have, and I think the combination's great. So thank you for that. But at any rate, I don't care about the Academy Awards. I think they're male-driven, blah, 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 but we are going to talk (laughs) about them a little bit. What did you think of the nominees? What was your take on it all? Uh,
1: I I was really disappointed this year.
0: Okay. Who's not in there that should be?
1: Well, it depends on what category we're talking about, but if we're going with the big one, if we're going for best picture... There's a couple that are in there that shouldn't be, and there's a couple that are not in there that should be. Okay, so who's in there that shouldn't be? Don't Look Up. Uh Why is that movie in there?
0: Oh, I I think it's in there because it's one of the movies addressing the issues of our time. And I think it's in there because it has an ensemble cast and a script that called for in I I don't know I that, that no one got nominated out of
1: not one of those actors got nominated out of that movie.
0: Well that's the that's you've got a point there. But <laughs> and that's the problem with the awards themselves is that yeah. that always seems to transcend into that. If you had to nominate somebody in that ensemble, who would you have nominated? I don't
1: know. I Honestly, I would I wouldn't nominate this movie for anything. Okay. What's I think the up- this movie is lazy and oh, too long thanks. and just it definitely is poorly edited. I'll give you that. Yeah, and poorly have. written. I didn't think it was really that well written. Have hang on, here's the question, guys. Here's the question that I'm supposed to ask you every episode.
0: No, I have not. You still haven't watched it. Are you talking about Strange Love? Yeah. Dutch Strange Love.
1: No, I haven't. I have Okay, well, go watch that movie and you'll understand why I have all the problems I have with this movie. All right, what's the other one that you thought shouldn't be? Nightmare Alley. I haven't seen Licorice Pizza yet, but I watched Nightmare Alley yesterday, which was good. It's a good movie. Best Picture nom? Uh, Is it up for really anything else? None of the actors are nominated out of that. I would have put Tick, Tick, Boom in there for sure. It's not anywhere except for one Best Actor nominee, which usually the actor nominees go along with With the picture nominees, Um, but that's not
0: here. I always think that the picture nominees go along with the actor nominees, too. I think it's right. They go hand in hand and they're not. Um, I'm glad
1: Dune got nominated because I thought that movie was such a feat. King Richard, I thought was was good. I mean, I think it's best picture nom because
0: it's a message movie and it's, you know, well, I think it's also was very popular with the literati that we're voting it in. And I think everybody saw sure. it. A lot of this, by the way, is what movies did they see? And some of the movies that sure. are in there are, you know, but here's the thing. I always have felt the degree of difficulty should be part of it. Just like in ice skating for the, for the um, Olympics. There's yeah. no degree of difficulty in King Richard. There's none. I mean, I will say, I think Will Smith earned his nomination. Yeah, he did a great job, but yeah, there's no but the rest degree, of the movie. Yeah, where's kinda the yeah? what what was difficult to to design and execute in that movie? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, that's kind of what I have about Don't Look Up as well. Well, and it, so but when I look at degree of difficulty for the lost daughter versus King Yeah, Richard, the lost daughter should be up here. Where is it? Hello.
1: A bunch of nominations for actors. I agree. Nowhere to be found in Best Picture. Well,
0: not only that, she directed it and wrote it. So she got Best Screenplay, but not... But not Best Director. No. (laughs) No. It's like, don't they go hand in hand? And one of the things we've talked about with Sorkin is that... And Sorkin has talked about this in... And that's not up for Best Picture. Well, we can talk about that in a minute. But Sorkin has often said, look, when you write... A script, you know exactly what you want it to look like. So some of the best movies have been people who have written the script and then execute the movies. And I think that Jillenthal, I just thought she deserved to be in a lot more places than she. I think up.
1: I agree with that. I also think being the Ricardos deserves to be up for Best Picture. It's
0: nominated for something like seven awards. How could yeah, that not but not be one Best of- Picture. <laughs> but, you, but how could you get seven awards and it doesn't add up to a best picture? And, it doesn't, it, this, this year doesn't make any sense. And the degree of difficulty in being the Ricardos was huge. Very, yeah. very difficult to execute. Agreed. First of all, one of the biggest challenges he had is that everybody was looking to see if they were going to be Ricky. And Lucy, and he yeah. had to deal with the fact that they're dead, like they can't be on the screen. So there was yeah. a lot of issues where he had to rework that director, writer, all that. I I'm, I, was shocked it wasn't sitting there. I, I'm really disappointed this year. Do you think they don't like him? Is he going to be like Spielberg and, you know? um,
1: I don't know. I mean, I would say it deserves a Best Picture nod. I don't know that I'd put him up for Best Director.
0: So were you surprised West Side Story was in there? So here's the thing.
1: I haven't seen West Side Story yet. I have a thing about remaking great movies. And so when they announced that they were doing this, I was like, what is happening? Why are they doing this? Yeah. But it's Spielberg. So like, who am I to to question him? And from what I've heard from everyone who's seen it, I was wrong. So, you know... That's fine. And I'm happy to admit that, and I'll be really happy to see the movie and be blown away by it, right? I will be more than happy to be wrong about this because usually when they remake good movies, they don't remake them better than the original. So if this is so different that it really deserved that remake, I'll be really happy with that. And I think that's a massive challenge because anybody who's sitting in that theater is inevitably comparing it to the original.
0: Exactly. Well, that's true, if they've seen it. A lot of the people who went to West Side Story are people who follow... Ansel Elgort, for example, you're talking about 20 something kids and a lot of them. I don't think that that's true. It actually, when you looked at the demographics, I looked it up. A lot of you went to the theater. A lot of them did because they're huge Ansel. uh, He has. I mean, he's got issues. I get it. I know that you know him. He's got
1: got some issues. They pulled him. They pulled him out of all of the advertising. He has some allegations coming his way. So there's there's a lot of controversy around this movie. No,
0: there absolutely is. But the young people following him that love him, that hasn't changed how they felt so far. Well, yeah. And there hasn't been any trial or anything that has
1: dictated what's no. real and what's not yet. So, so
0: they have not, there's not going to be a trial. He's not accused of No, no, wrong. I know. I'm yeah. just saying none of that has happened. Yeah. So it's, it's well, stuck in allegation word, territory. Yeah, I don't want to use the word trial because that would imply- Sorry, that, there's yeah. been no- No definite anything around it. So they haven't seen West Side Story, you know, you could remake the original. Yeah. That's three generations ago. Yeah. But I mean, they remade Rebecca, which is all I mean, that's
1: even before that Rebecca's the 40s, which is it's my favorite Hitchcock. So, of course, I'm going to be annoyed that they remade it. There's a reason to remake that movie. But they didn't lean into the reason to remake that movie. And that's, it was so depressing to see that there's a gay love story at the center of Rebecca that is kind of hinted around in the original, because obviously in the 40s, they really couldn't go into that.
0: And they don't really touch it in the remake. And it was like, what, what the, what was the point? <laughs> well, why bother? Well, I, yeah. will, I will say that Little Women, Um, was up for, what, nine Academy Awards, Yeah, and that was a remake, a fourth time over remake. And by the way, I think she really showed a whole new way to do it that was wonderful.
1: Yeah, but I also think that there are certain stories, like Cinderella, like Little Women, that will consistently be remade, and you know that, right? There are some stories that will find their new version every 10 or 15 years right? They're redoing Little Mermaid. There's there's those kinds of, you'll always get a new Robin Hood, a new King Arthur, right? That Those kinds of stories will consistently be retold. And I think Little Women is one of those classics. West Side Story is obviously, it's an adaptation of Romeo and Juliet. So yeah, gonna say, you're going to get a Romeo get and Juliet adaptation. Yeah, exactly. But West Side Story is such a specific one that it, it was a risk to take it on. And I love that Spielberg did that. Right. Knowing that he had a reason for being. And that's that's what makes the difference in a remake is what's new, what's different. What are we doing that hasn't been done
0: before? And he knows that. The one thing that surprised me is that he wasn't up for best director because he is up I- for best director. Oh, he is. Oh, okay. yeah. It's Kenneth Branagh
1: for Belfast, which I loved. Drive my car. You didn't love it.
0: I did. I, well, I went with a, with some Irish people. If they Belfe- didn't love it. They did not. Uh, there and they, is a they, very big backlash they thought from it the was Irish. Very well, it wasn't that. It wasn't that they didn't like what was being depicted. They thought it was slow, slow, slow. It never got off the ground. It is I, slow. I did not feel. I. It is, but I feel like he's making you making you wait for the punchline. I thought it was beautiful. I think he is a beautiful
1: storyteller. Yeah, honestly, but uh, my friends who have Irish history were a little like which I think is the point of the movie. They they were like, this is so small and insular and, and there's such a massive story behind what's happening in the movie. And he's telling it from the point of view of a nine-year-old. So like, of course, but I get both arguments. I haven't seen Drive My Car. I really want to see it. I haven't seen Licorice Pizza. I really want to see it. But I you find don't. it odd that both of those are up for Best Directing and Best Picture. No acting nominations.
0: Maybe we should do those next week. We should review those two together. Licorice if Pizza. You, if we can. Yeah. Yeah. In, uh, drive I'm my in. car. I don't know where to see.
1: But yeah, let's let's do okay, that. Power of the fun. Dog is up for everything. Everyone should watch it. Jane Campion is a powerhouse. It is a very slow burn. You have to be very
0: patient watching this movie. And we know that's my middle name, right? Yes. Christine uh, Patience. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let me ask you, why do you think it took her so long to do another film?
1: I just think that's who she is. I think she also was burned by Hollywood for a long time. She's an insular person. She's private. She, you know, she makes movies for the joy of creating art um, and the challenge of creating art. And I really respect that. But I think she needed to step away for a while and she came back Swing man. I mean, this, this movie has the most nominations of any film. And I think Benedict Cumberbatch walks away with best, best actor.
0: Okay. We'll put you, we'll hold
1: you to that. We'll. I, I, it's not my pick. There's, there's always a difference between who I want to win and who I think will win. Um, but I think he takes it this year. And who do you want to win? Of course, Andrew Garfield, my love, who sang his way into my heart no question.
0: Okay, there you go. So that <laughs> that wraps up our Academy Award sort of overview. Um, but I have a couple of th- other things. Have you hearing anything about the Tinder swindler on Netflix? I mean, I've I've been seeing it, and I know that people
1: are. Uh, it's not my cup of tea. This isn't something I'm rushing to watch. But I'm not a true crime.
0: I'm person, probably so. Uh, well, it's it's not even true crime as much as it is th- this guy is still out there. What my question at the end of it, I haven't watched yet, but I'm probably going to, is why is he not in jail? Like, No offense. he He's still out there. Basically- I don't the, really know what the story is. Can well, you give sto- me a little yeah, recap? The story is he went on Tinder and he swindled women out of millions of dollars, one after another, concurrently. He just got into And they know head. who he yeah, well, now they do, but they—they oh, okay. they, got—he got into their heads, and they gave him hundreds of thousands of dollars each of them, and they believed it was just for a moment they were going to have to give it to him, and so—and he did it over and over again. The result of this coming out and these women outing him and talking about it, it's fascinating. I've watched part of it, but is the result of it is he's banned from Tinder and other um, online dating services. I can't help but wonder why is he not in jail? Let alone, you know, there's say, there's a it's funny. There's a weird um, kind of loophole here. The women gave him the money. I know they gave it to him. I know. I know he Come didn't on. steal it. I know. Anyway, I just didn't know if anybody out there's watching Tinder swindler. I, so. A lot of people are watching it.
1: A lot of people. It's like number two on Netflix or something.
0: And the other thing is, did you see now this is not coming out till April, I think, 27th. But did you see the trailer that just came out for stars drama Gaslit that's coming out with Julia Roberts, Sean Penn and Dan Stevens? I haven't seen the trailer.
1: I'm very familiar with the series. Um, I'm very close to that. So what did
0: you think? Well, it's coming out on a, it's a movie and it's coming out April 20 something. I think it looks amazing. I think it looks as good as all the president's men and I can't wait to, uh, to watch it. I can't wait. It's part of Watergate. It's part of the water. It's, it's about Martha. Uh, it's based on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. And I am just so excited for it. And then the other thing is, I don't know how I got away from this, but I the first season of Killing Eve, I was all in. I couldn't wait every week for it to show up, Killing Eve. Okay, second season I did not think was as good as the first season, and it didn't have the same writer-director either. Okay, I didn't watch the third season, and now the final fourth season's coming up, and I've seen a lot of outtakes from it. Uh, people are talking about it. I've been reading about it. And it's coming out February 27th. And I think I'm in. I think I can't wait. So did you watch it at all? Have
1: you I, ever seen- I started to watch it and I never really got into it. I know that that's kind of sacrilege for anybody who loves that show. Um, I apologize.
0: <laughs> well, I think the characters are amazing. And I think the people starring in them are amazing. And anyway, I mean, I just- they've both been breakouts. I mean, obviously, Sandra Oh was Sandra O oh before that. But Jodie
1: Comer. Had a, a massive turn after the show came out. So, by
0: the way, Jodie Comer has done, I think, seven different languages. She's very she, good. She speaks in the languages. And she told this story a couple of years ago. They said to her, How did you pick up the languages? And she said that when she tried out for the part, they said, Oh, can you speak French and Russian? And the, she's like, Oh, yes, I've done that before. Now, by the way, <laughs> that was so not true. And she was in a panic. Welcome because, to every audition I know, I for know, anyone I know. ever. I know. But, anyways, <laughs> I think the fact that she hasn't won an Emmy for her work in that area, because, again, that degree of difficulty is a 10.10. Well, according to everyone
1: on social media, that race is won by Zendaya for Euphoria this year. So
0: well, we'll see. I don't know. I just think (laughs) Jodi's never got her just due for that show. I think it's amazing.
1: Well, I think she has a very long storied career ahead of her.
0: Yeah, well, uh, and also, you can't take your eyes off for of the minute she's on no, there. She's which, stunning. Which leads us into Pam and Tommy. It's the longest lead up
1: to a review we've ever
0: had. I know, but we got through a lot of stuff. But here's the thing. it Basically, it follows the story of Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee's relationship going back to their whirlwind romance, which was, they got married, I think, within a week of meeting each other. Four days. Four days. Four days. (laughs) On the plane on the way home, she said, where do you live? Like, she had no idea. What if he even had a house? Um, Okay, no, they knew each other 96 hours in 1995. But then what happened was somebody who supposedly, uh, now I've read a lot. I went in to find out how much of it is true. Pretty much everything in this series is true to life. It's what happened with them. Interesting. Yeah, and it even happened in that time frame. Basically, somebody, he didn't pay went in and stole a safe from his house because he was so angry he hadn't been paid and inside the safe were sex tapes and he found a way this is the internet we're talking 1995 he put them online and every man in the world went in and watched the two of them having very private sex well it was it was mail to, mail order
1: right it was not it the video wasn't available at the time you couldn't really put videos online right. um but well, you could
0: order this tape. You ordered it online. Sorry, you didn't watch it online. You ordered it online and there was nothing they could do to stop it. And well, by the
1: time they found out, because and this is one of the things they do really well is, you know, Tommy's Tommy Lee. Uh, by the time they find out that this is happening, it's way too late. <laughs> right. This this tape is everywhere. And. For those of you, I mean, let's be honest, I was 10 when this happened, but I remember this happening. I remember.
0: Yeah, I I, by the way, I was in my 40s. I don't remember this happening. Oh,
1: fascinating. There's um, I think it's in the second episode. She walks in to her house and she's wearing uh, like a white top and jeans and a je- long jean jacket with it. And I was like, oh my God, I remember that outfit. Like, I remember her wearing that. There's a lot in this that they took straight out of
0: the headlines. The funny thing is I never watched her when she was on the TV show. Baywatch? I never saw it. Yeah. It was not I was mine. not a Baywatch fan.
1: I mean, I'm not a dude. So like, you know, that was most of their fan base. But
0: Baywatch was the biggest show in the world for a long time. It was and I didn't um, I didn't even know I was missing it. but here's, well, I don't know that you were missing. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. So then I thought I feel I'm only by the way, I'm only at the end of the third episode. That's as far as I got. but she looks like a bubblehead. She talks like a bubblehead. She appears to be a bubblehead. But when I went and looked at video of her on the internet, which I did, I spent a lot of time and like a couple hours, the woman was not a bubblehead. And by the way, she, I saw her do the late night circuit after the sex tapes went out and they would, were interviewing her and they treated her Ugh. very disrespectfully. Uh, you know, I mean, Jay Elena was outrageous. Yeah. And she, she sat up straight, looked at them, and she just had her mantra We never made a dime from it and we never gave our permission, and they were stolen from the, our private home. She just kept saying that over and over again. And she was basically, her entire career was ruined from this happening because she was considered to be a whore and a prostitute. And which, by the way, when you look at Kim Kardashian, and that's how she started by herself putting up video of her having sex after Paris Hilton had done it. And that's how the entire Kardashian family's success was built on sex tapes that they put up. Yep. And I can't help but think not only were their careers not ruined, they were made. They, they became were built. cultural icons, which I think is outrageous when you consider that Pamela Anderson, it was stolen. She's not the one who didn't pay the electrician. Yeah, and, and she kept a steady gaze and refused to back down. She didn't go hide in a cave. She just said, it was an invasion of my life and my privacy. Mm-hmm. She handled herself brilliantly and she certainly doesn't come off that way in this show. Now, maybe she does later. It's interesting because I, um,
1: well, I'm, I'm up to episode four and what I think they have done a great job of is humanizing her and him, right? I, you know, in the first episode, you just, you hate Tommy Lee. By the way, I'm in the third episode and I still think he's an animal. And he is, he is, but you can see that he really loves her. And like there's, he, he really feels for her. Um, And the fourth episode takes their humanity to a new level. You really understand that there's, she, she has severe emotional depth, right? But what I think is so fascinating is that she, she was a sex symbol, right? That was what her career was based off of, but it was all about illusion and tease, Right. That that scene when they're adjusting the bottom of her bathing suit so that it won't get flagged by sensors, but they're giving just enough to the audience like that's her whole life. Her whole life is walking that line of giving just enough without going over that line. And it's fascinating
0: Okay, that I think that's a brilliant analysis, but I have to go back to the beginning of your brilliant anal- analysis <laughs> and the first thing that you said at the very beginning of that entirely brilliant monologue you just gave. <laughs> you said he loved her. You could see how deeply he loved her. Okay, Wilder, they never had a conversation. Oh no, he I didn't I'm not, love. I'm not. Whoa, 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 whoa! He didn't love her. He loved having sex with her. Watch episode four. Okay, but watch the episode first, four. they got married in the first 96 hours and it's very clear that it was all about sex and he gave her drugs. And so my point is this, when you start off and you did say it, when you start off the conversation- Watch saying, episode four. No, you're saying he loved her. He maybe grew to love her, but we married her because it was the best sex he ever had in his life. Sure, I don't think that anybody's disputing that, but
1: I'm saying when you watch episode four- there's a very deep emotional situation for them. That's not the sex tape. It's it's completely unrelated to that. And they did it beautifully. They shot it beautifully. And the way that they connect in that moment, you're like, oh, this is there's something real here. Well, I think it could have grown to that, but that's not why they ended up together in the first place. But this sex- no, yeah. <laughs> but uh. I do think it's interesting that neither Pam nor Tommy are producers on this.
0: It's so funny. That was exactly what I was just going to say to you. What's really interesting is, get this. I looked it up because I wanted to figure it out. So she has refused to comment on it. Great. Good for her. He's refused to comment on it. They were offered major dollars to participate in it. They turned it down. So I went to look up how much is she worth. She's worth $20 according to the internet. Okay, you know, somebody who's worth twenty million, another ten million makes a difference in their life. So, and by the way, maybe, <laughs> maybe not your life, but or my life, but not nonetheless. Okay, there's something very honorable about both of them. It was never for them about the dollar. You know, the dollar. He made a lot of money. She made a lot of money. But I find it really disturbing. I'm finding the show really upsetting to me. I'm just dis- what's upsetting about it. Everything. I'm disturbed at the beginning when Tommy, who starts saying, look, I've sold 50 million copies of a record, the money doesn't matter to me, to two guys, an electrician and a carpenter, who are just trying to get by. He doesn't pay them. He fires them without cause. And then they come back to get their tools. He pulls a gun on them. Apparently this did happen. And tells them to get off the property. So they didn't even get to get their tools. They didn't get paid. They owed money on the on the stuff that they would brought in to work with. Mm-hmm. That's a bad guy. Oh, I agree. I you know you
1: can't watch the first episode and not totally understand why the carpenter did what he did,
0: right? Well, yeah. But in real life, by the way, he was an electrician. He wasn't a carpenter. Sure. Okay. okay.
1: It's by the way, it's Seth Rogen. My fiance was like that guy looks like Seth Rogen. And I was like, that guy is Seth Rogen. Okay, well, and he was like, oh my God, because he doesn't have a beard and he's lost a lot of weight. He looks great, except for the mullet. Um, but the the costumes are fantastic. Yeah, I mean, been. it is solidly 90s.
0: <laughs> also, the music works. Music's the music great. sets the mood in a beautiful way. The dialogue's good. Everything's good. But Can the reason- we talk about her prosthetics? Okay. They pasted on breasts, which by the way, she's naked in a number of the um, top up. Well, Yeah. She's naked, except for the fact that she's wearing a massive
1: plastic thing over
0: her chest. You can't you can't tell. And he's wearing a prosthetic penis. And well, there's
1: there's a point at which it's no longer prosthetic. Okay.
0: I haven't seen that part yet. But no, you have. It's digital. Oh, okay. It talks Uh, to you. Okay, it does. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And that I see, I knew you were gonna find that funny. I'm like, what? That's you didn't find it funny? No. He's high as a kite having a conversation with his penis.
1: You didn't no. find that
0: funny. No, not really. No,
1: I thought it was hysterical. I, I mean, was like, I, go for it, guys.
0: All I the d- way. I just rolled my eyes. I've never been that high. But um, but I just find the been whole that high either. But I love
1: that they went for it.
0: The whole real life experience that gave fodder to this film disturbs me. Everything about it disturbs me. You know, it's the, supposed to. Well, it does. And they did a good job because I'm going to finish watching it, but I can't binge it five hours in a row like I normally can. No, I'm severely
1: enjoying it. I have to say, so Sebastian Stan plays Tommy Lee and Lily James plays Pamela Anderson. They are both fantastic. They are. I mean, she sounds exactly like her. And there are moments where she turns her head a certain way and you realize that it's Lily James. But for the most part, she looks just like her.
0: When she came to the after party, not dressed like her. When Lily Jane's came to the after party, one of the producers didn't know it was her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that doesn't surprise me, actually. Yeah. But Sebastian Stan, he is so good. And if you, it's the same director from itania Craig Gillespie. Um, so they they have a good relationship, obviously. But it, you know, most people know him as Bucky from from the Marvel movies. Uh, as the Winter Soldier, and he, this man can act. He he's he's much better than than just what he's given in the Marvel universe.
0: By the way, they both can. Now she said at the end that she was totally exhausted. I'm sure yeah, it's a very... it's four hours of makeup every day for that. Yeah, by the way, well, yeah, it was four hours of makeup. But even the physicality of what they do is also really really hard. Well, when you look at her, there's not. I, I mean,
1: she's got that whatever, I don't know if it's a spray tan or whatever it is, but her, her body, because she's on Baywatch is she's completely tanned. She's got this prosthetic on her chest, which is usually about five pounds. So she's carrying that extra around with her, her eyes. She's wearing contacts cause she has brown eyes and Pam's eyes are blue. Those types of contacts to change your eyes from, from brown to blue there it's like tunnel vision. You can't see through them. And so like the amount, she's wearing a wig, like her whole face is done. The amount of work just to get on set for her is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So like the fact that she can act through all that and that we can feel it Right, and she feels like a human through everything
0: that's that she's carrying around with her, and she looks totally real. I mean, whoever whoever did all that put all that good together. job, amazing job. I think and I it's, think it's well written. I was just gonna, I was just <laughs> gonna say, and I think it's well written. It's so funny. I think I think the dialogue is good, excellent. I think the dancing scenes. Now, there's one scene from The King and I where they're <laughs> on, they're they're pretty much still newlyweds, and they're watching The King and I. But here's the thing. You know what I thought of? I thought another director would have made that scene let's say a minute and 15 seconds oh no yeah no he kept you through the entire song which is very rarely done in those kinds of situations Mm -hmm. and you are usually because you don't have the rights but yeah (laughs) okay and you by the way you're so glad that he did yeah, because it it gets better, better, better. There's nothing unexpected happening in that particular scene. No, it, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful scene, and this it is also, what I'm saying. They are humanized. Yeah, no, she shows her depth in that scene. I definitely think she. Did.
1: I will say, I think it's a little long. The series. I think there's eight episodes, and by the end of the fourth, I'm kind of like, there's four more episodes. Like, well, what else is coming? But I do think, like the the talking penis scene. It's a little long, right? We get the gag. It's kind of fun. Yeah, by
0: the way, I had it in the first three seconds. Yeah, and then, like, it didn't need to last as long as it did. Which leads me to my new suggestion. I'm going to write Congress. Congress is not making any laws or anything, so they're not very busy. And I'm feeling like there should be a law that says no TV series is allowed to be more than five episodes (laughs) because there's no series that we've seen. Limited series? You mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. There's no. Yes. There's no series that we've seen less limited series that we haven't said. Well, they could have. They could have edited. It could have made it shorter. We know they're dragging them out because they want those extra episodes. The streaming services want them. And I'm telling you, I think there should be a long Congress, and maybe we can all write our Congress. Having- people- having worked on a limited series, I I can promise you the,
1: the people who are writing the check are like, does it have to be eight episodes? Can it maybe be six? Oh, well, we'll see. Well, you've got, you've got a backup from, you know, all the conglomerates who are paying for these. All right. Well,
0: I'm just going to, I'm going to write to my Senator and have, you know, please take a look at that. You want that. That's what you want them to be focusing on. Not build back better or. No, by the way, they're not not focusing on anything else anyway. So why not do something? Fair enough. Okay. (laughs) Um, anyway, that, I think that wraps it up for me. Did you have anything else you wanted to bring into it?
1: I mean, I think everybody should watch this. Beware. This yeah. is definitely, a, a, a certain age. Uh, we already mentioned that there's lots of nudity and talking penises in it. So, you know, yeah. um, take that with a grain of salt. It's very fun. It's very funny. It is also disturbing. I think they hit the nail on the head. I'll be yep. curious to see where the rest of it goes, but Bravo, everyone involved.
0: Well, not only that, and I'll lead out with this. What's nice about it is you think to yourself, why is this a story at all? And then when you start to see the story unfold, you totally get it.
1: Yeah, I will say we're we're getting a lot more of these. You're going to see, I mean, I worked on Angeline, which is coming out uh, later this year. There's going to be a Mike Tyson one. I mean, there's there's a lot of these. I don't love it when the people who it's about are not involved and not giving their permission. And I think there's something very meta- in the idea that this story is now again being told without Pam and Tommy's
0: sign-off. And I don't think that's okay. Tommy did talk to the director about it. He did give his, he did, he did not get involved in what was done, but he mm. did talk to him and he said it was okay for them to do it. Well, that's good. I mean, yeah, Just you know, I think it yeah.
1: certainly does show a different side of them. And I think that's great and that they're taking the opportunity to do that. But, you know, in, a, in an ideal world, the people who it's about should really be involved.
0: So let us know if you watched it, screenthoughts at gmail.com. And also don't forget to come into our YouTube channel or onto our website, www.screenthoughts.net and watch the Screen Thoughts Club that we did around Yellowstone. It's getting a lot of hits, and uh, you should watch and hear what everybody had to say. So thanks. We're doing another one March 2nd. Is that right? I don't... Is it March 2nd? I'm not sure of the date, and I'm also not sure what the topic's going to be. So Oh, it's going to be so much fun. It's a surprise, everyone. Okay. <laughs> well, we, we're definitely announced it a week or two before, but let us know if there's something that's coming up or that you've watched that you think should be talked about. So Thanks, everybody. <laughs>